everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Naked Mom. I've done this a couple times now, and I think we're starting to find our groove, and today it's going to be all about beauty. On previous episodes, we've done interviews with people who've been in front of the camera, but today we're going to change it up a little bit and try something different. I'm going to introduce you to some of the people that help me look and feel my best when I have to go out and face the world or get red carpet ready or be in front of the camera, and I can promise you these people know me just about as well as my family does. And they're sort of my glamly, glamily, which is how I like to refer to them. I think it's no secret really that almost everyone in Hollywood gets their hair and makeup done and they've got a stylist helping them put together just the right look. It's often in very stressful situations. So compassionately, I'm going to say they need it. (laughs) You got to have a glam squad. And you start to develop a real relationship and a pretty intimate relationship with these people because you're working with them day in and day out and and they're kind of responsible for the way that the rest of the world sees you if you're in the business. So I call them my glamily and and they're all top notch in the business. And today they're here with us and they're going to give you some tips and tricks and teach you the ins and out of the business and how we fake it and how I make it to the red carpet. And uh, hopefully they're not going to tell you too much about me. Um, But I welcome it all because I I think there's so much to learn and to dissect about beauty. So let's just call this Beauty Deconstructed. First, I'm going to introduce you to Chris Dillon, who's my hairstylist, and then Isabel Banham, who's my wardrobe stylist, and they're besties, and they're kind of now my besties, and we have a great time, and they're loads of fun, and they're super talented. And let me just start by saying, Chris has seen me with short hair, long hair, black hair, fake hair. (laughs) We've done a little bit of everything together, but he's kind of ultimately responsible for a big part of the collaboration of what's relevant and um, how we kind of keep it fresh and and uh, he's just, he's a hair god. He's, he's truly one of the best. And Isabel, um, I just started working with in the last few years and she's got great taste. She's adorable. I love her own sense of style, which is really important. And she's been dressing me and putting together my looks. I should say look after look after look for a lot of different gigs. And uh, she's just, she's got a great sense of style. So she's going to share some of her insight with you. And then a little bit later, I'm going to introduce you to Marilyn Lee, who is a fantastic makeup artist. She couldn't join Chris and Isabel because she's super busy and she was on set, but she's going to come in and give you her perspective. And she's really knowledgeable and she's done a little bit of everything. She's been the head makeup artist on American Idol. We worked for years together in the ballroom. We've known each other for almost two decades, which I'm really aging us now, but we've been through everything together. And she's going to give you a really interesting perspective about how to feel beautiful and how to look beautiful and some do's and don'ts and tips and tricks and some ways to save some money as well. So I'm really excited about this episode. And you know, contrary to what Queen B Beyonce sings about, no one woke up like this. So we're going to break it down and hopefully you'll have some really great takeaways. So here we go. It's all things beauty. So everyone, I'm sitting in my condo in Santa Monica with my Glamily, and I want to tell you guys why we call ourselves the Glamily. I feel like it's sort of my second family because we share such an intimate space and it's so personal and it's more than just showing up in a dressing room and getting my hair done and my face painted and getting dressed like a, you know, a paper doll. It's really, really personal. And these are the guys that like help me fake it and they help me... Um, 
hide from fatigue and never let anybody know how tired I really am or when the world is crashing down around me. It's it's really kind of an illusion, but very personal. And uh, I want you guys to meet Chris Dillon. What's up? Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. So happy that you're here. And Isabel Banham. Hi. Amazing, amazing stylist. You make it sound like it's all us when really you're the one that makes our job so easy. Well, thank you. You are like dressing up a little doll. Yeah, a little paper doll. There's no imperfections. Like we just enhance it. Well, that's really boring. (laughs) Not really, but I love you guys. It is a true love affair. I think... um, I think we um, annoy the heck out of my husband all the time because it is such a it is For such sure. a love affair that we have going on. But I love what we do, and um, I think there's an illusion in Hollywood. There's an illusion when people open up magazines and when people see all all the red carpet pictures. And I don't know if everybody understands what really goes on behind the scenes and how much it takes to get ready. So I want to talk a little bit about what's relevant in fashion and style and and how we get our inspiration. And maybe we could even take people through a typical uh, morning. Yeah, or I mean, afternoon. Yeah. Or glam late time night. is usually <laughs> usually nice. two hours if we're lucky. And um, Brooke actually likes to push it a little bit and she'll show up a little bit late and give us like an hour and 30 minutes. Late. I like to tag team. We're all busy. We're all busy. But but it's really really about what it takes to get ready for for, um, camera time. Right. So this isn't real life. It takes time. You should see me right now. I have my hair in a bun. I just got done working out and not a stitch of makeup on. Third workout of the day. Everybody. Stop looking at my hair, Chris. I know you want to Get over here. I'm into it. You're getting so good it. at the natural messy bun. You really are. Yeah, it's like it's tucked and everything. I like I the messy bun. And I like the little things sticking out. Yeah. Thank we you. should it's add really like a little really photo cute. to this. You know, when I do a lot, as I go on Instagram and I look at other inspirational sites to get ideas, and even Rain, my 10 year old daughter, like she's a master at style and braiding and braiding. coming up with oh new ideas. Sometimes from what I we feel see. like she's taking my job. Never. Well, she's training her young. <laughs> That's right. I know. She's going to be my assistant. That's right. So let's let's get into it, you guys. Let's talk um, all things beauty. So Chris Dillon, everybody, is with us today, and he's my hairstylist and many other people in Hollywood's hairstylist, and he's amazing. And uh, I'm lucky to be able to work with him, and he's going to share with us some tips and tricks and how we stay, stay relevant and uh, how he makes it all happen. What's up, Chris? Well... Uh- one of the number one things I think to start off with is hair extensions. Yeah. We have to have them. Like with every single style we do, we're always clipping in or taping in or gluing in some sort of extension because it just enhances every style. And extensions are so um, readily like available to everyone that there's no excuse to just have a set on you. Like I think that people think they're way too difficult to use, but really you just clip them right in. And like if you are a little bit shy of hair on one side because of the way that you sleep or what have you, literally just adds, I don't know. Do you think that a woman that doesn't have access to a professional hairstylist would be able to manage those and figure out what kind to get and where to place them and how to work them? Because a lot of those things are intimidating for women. I think they're intimidating, but if you literally just get a pack of hair extensions. from Like where would somebody get them? You can go to even Sally's Beauty Supply or if you live in LA, the hair shop. Okay. Or you can go online. And you could find a hair shop in any city, by the way, across the United States. And you would be surprised how many women are wearing wigs, using clip-ins, have a head full of extensions. A clip on ponytail, Mm -hmm. like anything, just spice it up. But I think that they're a lot easier once you get your hands in there and like really just sit in front of the mirror and 
watch YouTube videos. Yeah. I know when I first started out in here, I would watch YouTube videos over and over and over. And that's literally how I learned. How did you become a Hollywood hairstylist? Because I know it was a long journey for you. Oh my God, it's crazy. But basically I thought I wanted to be a fashion stylist like Isabel. And that's why you have such good taste in clothes. Well, <laughs> double trouble. I went to fashion school and then I actually like started assisting this makeup artist. Her name is Joyce. And one day she was like, oh, you're going to do hair. And I was like, oh my God, I do not know how to do hair. So I'm standing behind this model with this hot curling iron. Like, am I going to burn her? Like, how do I wrap this hair? And I'm just making eye contact with my boss at the time, like, is this how I do it? And she's like, yeah, yeah, just go, just go. Basically fake it till you make fake it. it. I'm just going to say faking it all so, the way. By the way, you guys, Chris has long blonde hair, more beautiful than most women that he styles about midway down his back. So today. clearly he was an expert before he knew he was an expert. Well, I just like, I don't know. I love playing with it and like cut to a year later, I literally was still doing it. It came down to what are you going to do next? Are you going to just do styling or do you want to get into everything and learn how to cut hair, learn how to color hair? Like, what is your vibe? So because of that, I was like, okay, I need to go to hair school. Fuck fashion. I'm over Mm -hmm. it. I'm going to literally do full-time hair. And so I moved back to little San Jose, spent 10 months. I found the quickest place that I could go and get my license. Okay. It was 10 months, 40 hours a week. So insane. And I just went for it. And the school honestly was like a little private school. And you know, in school, I thought that I was going to like go and learn how to do all these cool braids and styles. Yeah, right. It was really boring and it was all by the book. And they Mm -hmm. just want to teach you how to pass the test. So that's where YouTube came into play. And I would literally just sit there and watch it over and over and over. And because I had long hair, it was easier for me, I feel. I had Mm -hmm. like a little bit of an advantage because I could practice on myself in the mirror. Well, and it's so valuable for us to have access to that kind of stuff right now instead of just basic 101. Yeah. And also like, you know, the teachers are only so knowledgeable, but I knew that I wanted to go back to LA and really work with like the celebrity clientele that I had worked with assisting. Mm -hmm. And if I was going to do that and jump into it right away, I had to have the knowledge of how to do a dope braid or how to even do a ponytail, for example, because as you know, it's not just a hair elastic and a ponytail. It's kind of silly, it's- you guys, if you can imagine that when I'm on a gig, and, it, and again, it's not real life, but if I'm on TV or I'm on a, on, a, on a job and they're hiring Chris to come in to do my ponytail, I know it sounds insane, <laughs> but it's not like just pull it back no, and fluff it up. It's like we need about an hour. It, it seriously <laughs> is a 45-minute to an hour process. And a few Advil, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those tight ponies, yes, they do hurt. But... Anyway, so I just literally taught myself over and over. And literally the day that I finished and got my license, I was so excited. I moved right back to LA and um, the makeup artist that I was assisting prior opened up an agency and brought me on as her first artist and only artist at the time. And the next day I was doing Kris Jenner. I think it was for like E! News. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how do we even blow dry short hair? I don't even know. But I just did it. Faking it again. And it worked. And ever since then, you know, I slowly built my clientele. It all started with that family, which was major because there's so many of them and they're constantly working. The Kardashians. Shortly after that, I met you. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and we're working like every day. And one of the reasons why we actually met too, and, and if you guys go onto his Instagram, which is Chris Dillon Hair, you'll see that you've kind of mastered the art of a lot of texture and really funky braids and very relevant yeah. hip hairstyles. Like and at the look, time I had short hair, remember? It was- it, Which was not easy. It was real short and real black. It was dark. Well, that was a mistake. <laughs> Somebody, yeah, put a little permanent dye on my hair. That that wasn't a good look. But- But, but I did we get to you because of my texture style, mm-hmm. because you're- one of your friends and my friends, uh, Sonia, I think it was, uh, and it connected us well, that's right. because of the texture situation. And then it just stuck because it's such a personal relationship. And then you and that, introduced me to Isabel, who's also sitting here with us, Isabel Banham, who's a stylist, and uh, she's amazing. Thank and, you. And we work together all the time. And it's I, I feel like when there's a close team or even, you know, yourself at home when you're trying to put together a proper look and you can collaborate or you can figure out does the hair go with the makeup? Does it all go with the wardrobe? What's your vibe? What's yeah. your look? What's your, you know, what what style are you going for? I think that's why for? it's important that we're all so close. Mm-hmm. Coming back to mm-hmm. the glamly, like we spend more time together than we do our own family sometimes mm-hmm. yeah. with how much we're working. It's definitely a collaboration, I think, of all of us. And we come together with our ideas and our concepts and just kind of mold everything from mm-hmm. there. So, Do you remember when we made the insane commitment to all team up for the celebrity apprentice and I couldn't have done oh that gig gosh. without <laughs> without my glam my glamily you guys and actually Marilyn Lee uh, who's been my makeup artist for over a decade. She's on set today. She's working. She was the head makeup artist on American Idol and she works on The Voice and she and I have done a little bit of everything. We did 8 seasons together in the ballroom, but the three of us met every single morning. At what five? Between four really and five. early. Between f- me and I picked Isabel up at like three thirty. Yeah, I think. like five. It was dark. A- it was always dark when we started. Five-ish a.m. Yeah. to. But rewind. We first moved into the Ritz Carlton. Yeah, we wasn't too family. shabby. <laughs> we moved. We liked in. our room a lot. The good news is the Celebrity Apprentice War Room was in Silicon Beach, and so they put all of the celebrities up at the Ritz Carlton. As crazy as I am, I was schlepping back and forth to Malibu to go sort of re-energize with my own family. Everybody else was living in the hotel, so I was losing another two hours of the day. But we would meet at 5 a.m., and this was a six-day-a-week gig, totally committed, no exceptions, sickness. It doesn't matter what was going on. It was a reality competition show, so it was on. And we had to put together how many looks, Isabel? I think it was like thir- over thirty-two or something. It was it was crazy. It was someday it t- sometimes double each day, and there were what? So like we had wardrobe racks in the room. We had it all the really hair cool you could. You we're could giving picture. up all the all the all the <laughs> secrets here, but I have no shame. We had all the hair you could imagine, every bit of makeup that a girl could dream of, and we would meet at five a.m. And get ready. And then we would say goodbye and they would send me out into the jungle and I would do my task and maybe I would see them. Maybe I wouldn't. It wasn't glamorous at all. And then the next day it was the the presentation of whatever project I was working on. And then walking into, you know, the dungeon of the, of, of the boardroom to go face the Terminator. And it was so stressful. So when I talk about the concept of a glamily, I think it was the comfort and the support. That you guys good. gave we had, me. We got to like powwow in the morning. You well, know? I didn't have You're to like, worry yeah. about me. I just had to worry we about always, what I needed to do. <laughs> do you know what I mean? 
<laughs> We'd always talk about the night before and like all the drama that went down. Yeah. And they were the only ones that I could talk to because you're sworn to secrecy when you do a show like yeah. that. And then let's let them in a little bit too on all the approvals that happen on a TV oh show God. because I don't think anybody has any idea. Is there too much cleavage? Does that color match another person's color? Oh, the colors, is it appropriate yeah. for the shot? Is it gonna is it gonna blur on camera? It just there were so many details. Yeah, it was, there were definitely a lot of restrictions, and the rest of the cast had their own wardrobe stylist and wardrobe team. And you chose to like bring us, so there <laughs> were only like a few people who had their Brooke team was with like them not fighting for it. Brooke was the diva. <laughs> Uh, no, I was the glam squad. She was the diva. Everyone was, was so really angry. angry with us in the morning. So, so there was another <laughs> Hold on. team, wardrobe team, and makeup and hair. Wait, actually, hang on. Yes. hang on. Hold it, Jones. In my defense, these shows are so hard, and I did the Celebrity Apprentice for charity for my for Operation Smile, my passion. But I was literally like, if I'm gonna go down like this, blood, sweat, and tears, I'm at least gonna look, look good. good. Yeah. yeah, and you look don't great. be ashamed. Thank you. So I need my team. But that lighting was pretty horrific. Let's talk about lighting a little bit too. Ladies, if you're not liking what you see in the mirror, makeup, body image, whatever it is, it's very possible that you have some terrible lighting at home. You all know that you've been in the dressing rooms at the department store. You put something on and you're never buying it, never walking out of it. We know from the industry how important lighting is. And normally Mm -hmm. we have these portable makeup makeup stations that have the big white or yellow bulbs. Lighting is everything for a woman when she's getting ready because we don't really know what we look like as women. Or a man, you're right. Sorry, Chris. We don't really (laughs) know what we look like. We don't see ourselves the way that other people do. Yeah. And then I think what happens is because of this crazy industry that we all work in where everything's retouched and everything's, you know, trimmed and tucked and perfect and powdered and polished – we don't really look like that in real life. So we start, you know, I think it's, it's not self-deprecating, but it's like we, we start to feel incredibly insecure, I think, as we get older as women. Mm-hmm. I think it's easy for a lot of like outsiders too, to look in and think that everything's so perfect, but it's not always like as it seems. There's a lot of work that goes into the whole look, like... For mm-hmm. us, even there's a full two weeks ahead of time, just trying on like 20 outfits just to get one outfit for a three hour event, you know? Yeah. Let's, let's t- walk everybody through that. So I'm, I'm hosting the world of children charity event this week. So I call Isabel and I say, Hey, I have this gig and can we start fittings and then talk to them about what, you, what it prior to even getting Ugh. to that point, what you have to do. Cause I've always said, um, that the stylist has one of the most difficult jobs because she's got to shop, pull, schlep, show up, yeah. return, just to find a certain look. So it's t- a lot. Yeah, no, it's not as like glamorous as it seems. I think a lot of, like when I wanted to go into it, I didn't know that it t- takes this much time and effort and driving, especially the driving in LA is insane. I don't know how stylists do it in New York, like having to get from one showroom to the next on the subway or however they're doing it. With all it. their stuff. Yeah. It must be, it must be even harder, but here it's, you know, everything's so far away. So you're driving over an hour just to get to a showroom and then you have another appointment and you have to be quick at that showroom and then drive to another one and then go to Barney's, which is in 45 minutes away from that showroom. And so, yeah, it's a lot of like extra help and having people who can help you out. And by the time you get to a client or you get to my house where we're going to do a fitting, how many, 
options do you have with you and what's that process like? Yeah, it's, it normally depends on the event and like how many looks you're going to need, but we would normally bring like two to three full racks of options. That's for one so, look, you guys. So seriously, if I need a red carpet gown or a gala or or a, a cocktail dress, she's normally showing up with like 20 or 30 pieces because you don't know what's going to fit. You don't know what's going to flatter yeah, your body. No you don't idea. know what's appropriate for the event. And I also want to talk about being age appropriate and yeah. all things when it comes to fashion and beauty, because it's really hard to put that look together. And we know how often things go wrong mm-hmm. and you know, those pictures live forever and everybody's waiting for you to screw up. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Oh, or for totally. me to screw up rather. Yeah. <laughs> it's really me, <laughs> not you guys, but it's all your fault. Yeah. No, it's true. Too. No. Yeah. And, um, and we're secretly stressed out, like waiting for the photo of too. Course. Cause we're like, who's taking the photo and how's the lighting going to be? And we're stressed out even before yeah. because we want you to like it too. You know, that's most important to mm-hmm. us. So, so then what happens? So let's say like, for example, last week we did a fitting and we narrowed it down to three dresses. And by the way, don't think you just put it on and zip it up and it fits perfectly and you're ready to go walk the the carpet. Everything has to be tailored. And then in addition to that, let's tell them about what's going on underneath the dress. Oh yeah. I mean, not for me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think there's lots of tricks, even for women who are petite, I think to make curves too is important. So because by the way, Spanx, are amazing because they make you feel secure and you you can skip your undergarments, mm-hmm. which create terrible lines. But if you're a size two or you're a petite woman, they're not really doing much for no, you. So I don't. just found out about this amazing style. Yeah, we. Trick. I mean, there are ways even beyond Spanx. Like you can use um, sex tape, for instance, to tape your breasts or make your waist even smaller. Tape as in like tape, Wait, tape, what, not what like of, a viewing what's tape. Great I know about, what kind of sex tape, Chris. Like, <laughs> What's great about the sex tape, Chris, is that um, it's stretchy and it doesn't like it doesn't like rip and it doesn't stick to your skin, so it's not hurting you. It's like it's more like a plastic, like stretchy. How latex wide is kind it? Of. Um, well, I think they come in different widths, but the one that I like to use is probably like two inches wide. And then you wrap it around your body to hold in yeah, and, and or you, to, to accentuate your waist. To give the illusion or of a smaller Or let's say waist. you don't like the way your arms are looking and you want to wear like a really tight, you know, top, fitted long sleeve top, but your arms are maybe a little, you know, bulging out a little bit and you don't like the way it looks. Well, just tape your arm up underneath. The shirt, I mean. And how uncomfortable is that? Are you like sweating in that? Is yeah, it I mean, it's not, beauty is not always comfortable, but. We suffer for fashion. <laughs> By the way, you guys would be blown away and we're not going to name any names about how many people are doing this. Lots of people do so this. And, and wh- it's also an amazing trick for a full figured woman or for a voluptuous woman because it will cinch in the waist mm-hmm. and just kind of keep everything looking flawless. I also flawless. think it's cool because you smooth. can gauge how tight you do it. Exactly, yeah. Like, I, have Amazing. I haven't tried this Everyone's yet, but I'm actually... using waist trainers anyways yes, nowadays. Yes, I keep seeing so a lot of ads for these waist trainers. Everyone's so. using them under their clothing now too. Um, the ones Which is that sort are of more like a, latex. Sort of like a corset and then you tighten yeah. it up and it creates um, yeah, a more creates, curvaceous... Yeah. More so of a waist. I mean, you can be real skinny, but maybe your waist is the same width as your your hips and you want your waist to be smaller. I mean, 
Hmm. I've seen clients who will want to use that underneath dresses. I want to try one of those. We haven't done that yet. But also like, you know, even if, even for somebody who's extremely fit, if you're wearing that white dress or a very thin cocktail dress, things show. And so you need to feel supported and you need to feel secure. There's another thing that, (laughs) another, another great little tip, you know, there's a lot of, um, uh, nipple covers out there oh, yeah. that you need for sheer dresses and you can't respectably, I think, be at an event, I, I hope, <laughs> with, <laughs> with that showing. And there's a lot of products out there on the market, like the petals or the silicone covers mm-hmm. or things that you can buy, like at Victoria's Secret or whatnot. Yeah. But we discovered one of the greatest products, I think. I've actually been using it for many, many, many years and it's called Boob Ease. So it's Boob dash E-E-Z, B-O-O-B dash E-E-Z. I'm not working the for best. them. I'm literally it sharing a really is. great this tip, you guys. This is not an ad. This is not an no, ad. No, we this figured this out. And to be honest, I'm, I am pretty legit. sure, don't quote me, but I think it's owned by one woman. It's a smaller company. And her daughter, I think, yeah. they actually created it. And yeah. I've been wearing them forever, even back in the Dancing with the Stars days in the ballroom. The reason I like it is because they're large enough in size that you don't see them. So you could have on a white T-shirt. You could have on mm-hmm. a white tank top not even wearing a bra and use them and nothing would be showing. So it's, they're smooth and they're, they're really um, smooth. just a great concealing t- trick. I love, I love them. Yeah. I love them too. I use them for everyone. I just ordered them for a client, a whole box of them. So another, another cool thing that Isabel did for me and gave me a long time ago was a little tiny little necessity kit. Oh, and yeah. I think that every woman should have one of those in her purse. And yeah, it had definitely. things like, like what was in there? Like double stick tape and like- A sewing kit. Yeah, a safety pin, like- An, um, an emery board. Deodorant stick, I think. Um, feminine care products, emergency, maybe put a $5 bill in there. stick. Chris is making a face. But no, you never know. Like we're on the go all the time. So as women, like we have a purse. Put put what you need in there yeah, and have it like- How many times stuff. do you need it? Like there's so many times when like something will rip and like you're at an event and I yeah. can't be there. Like- yeah, a little a little go to emergency kit will go a long way. What, what about hair, Chris? I mean, if somebody was going to put together like an emergency bag or like an on the go bag just for touch ups or fluff ups, or a woman yeah. who's working all day, or somebody who's going from the gym to the office and just wants to like refresh, it's definitely important. First of all, to have the travel sizes because mm-hmm. everyone's making travel sizes now, especially with how much we go on airplanes and these long flights that we're on. It's really important to have something under three ounces. So that's small enough to fit in your purse. I would definitely keep a small thing of hairspray because that's always perfect for flyaways. You never know what's going to happen with that. But if you are one of those people that as well likes to work out a lot, like you, Brooke, (coughs) um, and you like to leave your hair natural and crazy or just work with the sweat, a great thing to have is um, any kind of salt spray. Even if it's a cheap salt spray from like Target, like some kind of salt spray because that's just going to enhance your natural curls. Tell everybody what that does because I think a lot of people are you know that you know that it, great textured beachy look that we always see. It, that this Chris is going to tell you how to get it. You basically, honestly, say you leave the gym and your hair is like a little sweaty, and then you have to go to a meeting. You could literally just spritz your hair with salt spray. It's basically like ocean water and. Um, scrunch it. I hate to use the word scrunch, but just scrunch it 
and flip your head over, shake it a little bit, and your natural waves will just slowly start to come out. Without frizzing. And Without frizzing. And growing. Yeah. Because if because I leave if the gym just, like that, I look like a exactly, mushroom head. <laughs> exactly. And you know, I actually just got turned on to this new product that just came out. Um, it's actually an alternative to salt spray, and it's actually champagne spray. I don't even think I've told you about this yet. But How it's dare you. super exciting. Um, one of my clients actually was celebrating her birthday and got like a champagne shower mm. and loved the way her hair dried. Is it because it has a similar texture to salt spray? Yes. However, the smell is awful once it dries. I'm sure. So she like created this champagne spray with infused My producer with David Hart is laughing over here. Do you Listen know what this, leftover champagne <laughs> smells it's, like, David? Oh gross, gross. <laughs> Dried in the hair. What we do. It's like Vegas. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Anyways, so it's really cool because it gives you that same texture, but it's infused with a little bit of truffle oil as well. So it makes it sounds very smoother. Decadent. You know, because sometimes salt salt spray can make it. It's actually a great price point. I think it's twenty seven dollars. Yeah, he gave it to me. I really like it. It's really good, but it's not crunchy at all. There is something so different about the texture of the hair when you do when you're on vacation and you come out of the ocean and your hair dries that way. So I like salt sprays too, and I also like some homemade stuff. Like, how do you feel about coconut oil? I love coconut oil. I think it's really great for the summertime versus winter because I love like the wet look that it gives you. And I think that also works with your natural texture. Sometimes, I mean, my hair is like really afro-y if I just let it air dry. But if I am like third day in, if I just put some coconut oil in it, like all over, it gives this really awesome look. And especially in a photograph, mm-hmm. the way the light like mm-hmm. flashes off of it looks so dope. And you say third day in, strangely, dirty hair is much I'm easier like to work five, with. five, six, seven day hair. I could not. Ne- that's gross. I could well, never I do. Two weeker. Isabel's definitely a two weeker. A 10 day, maybe. I, I can't go, go more than a few days. I think right now I'm like well, day five. That's because I'm working out so much in the yeah. but But also, I don't know. I, I kind of can't. Different but, texture. But it's not good for you to wash your hair every day. It isn't. And it also styles better. Like, I like to teach people that you could literally not make your hair healthier, but prolong like the integrity of your hair by starting out one day and maybe flat ironing it and then wear that for two days and then add some curls. And slowly as the days go on, you don't have to sit there every morning, blow dry your hair, put a hot tool to it. Which is not great for you. You could just touch up a few Mm -hmm. pieces, which is basically your hairline. Mm And the underside of your hair from when you sleep. And dry sleep. shampoo, maybe. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Dry shampoo. Dry shampoo. That's because that's kind one of a new me. trendy thing, right? That's number one for me. There's so many dry shampoos on the market, and it really just depends on what kind of hair texture you have, because there's some that are super powdery and super white, which is what do you great. do with it? I literally just you could part your hair in every section that you can, basically just focusing on the top of your hair and the hairline, and just spray it six to eight inches away. Let it sit for like. 30 seconds and just shake it in and you're good. There's also these newer ones that are out right now that are foam, believe it or not. And you would think if you're adding foam to dry hair, you know, it's just going to frizz it up again. So what does it do? Just take all the oils out of your hair? It actually like absorbs it all and magically disappears. Just kidding. I don't know where it goes, but it definitely absorbs it all. for all the lazy people out there that don't want to wash their hair. All Mm -hmm. of us, right? There we have it. Me. But I think that that's like, Three key things that you should have in your bag, but also um, a Mason Pearson I'm going to use for an example, but it doesn't have to be in a Mason Pearson. I know they're a little bit pricey. A Mason Pearson is a very expensive, amazing brush that 
If you do go to buy a Mason Pearson, my trick is always buy the smaller one because even for me, I have way more control using a smaller one. I don't care what any other hairstylist says. It's way easier to just like control what you're doing as opposed to this big paddle brush. How and important is the brush that you're using? It's so important. Like me and you, what's our favorite? The Ibiza's? Yeah. Because they're boar bristle. You can get it on Amazon. And the, the It's got a I, great shape. It's got <laughs> it's a my great la- shape. It's my last gift that I gave to Chris. You know there's something <laughs> wrong when I'm gifting my hairstylist a brush. It seriously is the you greatest. You broke my last brush. I have a new brush. one to show you. It's actually a great length. I just ordered it. Okay, well, I'm going to show it to you. You showed it to me first. Can we talk a little <laughs> bit about um, kind of faux pas and no-nos and things that really bug you? Just a little insight really for, for, for people to consider what not to do. Is when you are on set and like the glam team isn't constantly checking out the lighting or talking with the producer and being like so close with them to make sure that everything else, everything's going to come out great on camera because there's a lot of times where we'll glam in the glam room and it's totally different lighting. And then we'll go out and we'll look at the monitor and we're like, oh my God, that looks psychotic. Or we'll try and be super (laughs) fashionable and do this really dope bun with all these strands sticking out. And then on the monitor, it looks insane. That's a really great point. So it's really yeah. important to connect with them. And not only your client, but I think it's great right away because glam teams tend to get there a little bit before the client. Mm-hmm. Just to go up to the producer and be like, yo, what's going down today? What's the lighting? What are you expecting? What's your vibe? I know that what's like I'm the creative, but like, what do you want to like get across? And you make, make a sure great point because sometimes page. we'll create a style. And this this is true for life too. I mean, I think most people that are listening are um, not on set. So I want to kind of keep it relevant also to real life. But sometimes you think something, it sounds really good. It looks mm-hmm. really good on paper, but it might not always read great in life, you know? And, and I think that works for a lot of people mm-hmm. in the industry, but I tend to like sort of an effortless. Yeah, there's just, a few times yeah. where you'll send me braids or I'll send you braids and we're like, wow, that looks so cool. But if you're going to go out and wear it during the day, it's not that great. It's kind of cool for like a one photo situation mm-hmm. at a photo shoot. And a lot of people see these great hairstyles on Instagram and they like are like, oh my gosh, I want to recreate this. But you don't need to wear a million bobby pins to go to dinner. Right. You night. have done, you if you guys I mean? look at his Instagram, crystal and hair, there's some really cool bob, bobby pin styles that you've yeah, done on me and other people that I dig. But that's like fun, I think funky stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that's more for like an event or a photo shoot. Like an editorial or a red carpet. Every day right now, I think especially with like the upcoming trends and summer coming out, like it's all about just embracing your natural. Mm-hmm. And also... I hate to say it, but bringing out your flat irons because the 90s and 2000s are so in right now. So this summer, like I could flat? see a lot of flat, straight hair. Oh, I'm in big hair. trouble then. So is the rest of us with the frizzy, or kinky curl. embracing your natural curls. Yeah, or don't fight it. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, a ponytail is always in style and the messy yeah. top knot. And throw a few little single three-strand braids that anybody can do mm. in your hair. What do you think, Isabel? What bugs you? I agree, like, with being keeping it simple and just being yourself. I think, like, a lot of um, people nowadays are following so many trends, and there's so many trends going on that it's, like, too much. Like, it's over. It's, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's overkill. not cool to change your style every single day. Like, yeah. 
you know, well, and I your just vibe. Think, say, I think that everyone should just be comfortable with who they are and their own personal style. And then there's ways to improve on that and to add trends to what you already have going on, you know? How, what would you say or what kind of advice could you give to a woman who's really trying to define what her personal style is or learn how to dress her body or 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 even figure out what's age appropriate, you know? I mean, it's 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 very personal and subjective, but are you dressing for body type? I think when I go to each one of my clients, I like to look through their wardrobe already and see what they have and see what they're comfortable wearing and then kind of like play on that because you can be in your mind that you have this body type so you can't wear certain things, but there are so many ways to wear things differently. Mm -hmm. Like what we were saying with the waist trainers and stuff, like you can wear a skin tight dress if you know how to do those little plays, play on the eye, you know, where Mm -hmm. you can trim it in in areas. But yeah, I mean, for- I think that's really important though, for people to understand how the importance of what's going on underneath. Yeah. Yeah. There's always so much going on. If you think that half the people out there do not have these perfect, tight, smooth bodies, like, you know. Also, I think it would be fun for people, like, not everyone has a personal stylist. So why don't you have a night where, like, all your girlfriends get together and you go through your closet and, like, have one of your girlfriends style you because they're going to see something different than you see or something that you haven't even brought out of your closet. I always say, like, go through your closet as much as you can and get rid of stuff. See, I love to do that. Yeah, Yeah, there's no reason keeping (laughs) holding on to all these things that you never wear. And if you have friends that are lucky enough to have a similar size, I I always have, I get great joy in, like, gifting and sharing that and passing it on to someone that I know is really going to enjoy it because I get like anxiety when I go into my closet and it's just cluttered and I can't get and organized. And it's stuff that you don't even wear. Yeah. And we're holding You can holding do like on. a trade party where you have your friends come over and bring the stuff that they don't like. And then you guys try everybody, you put it That's in a such pile. That's a great idea. We're you going to take stuff home that you actually love, but someone we're else doing not like. That is a great I didn't make this up, you guys. Like minute. it actually exists. Oh. People never, do this. I've never well, heard none of it of my either. friends. <laughs> yeah. My friends don't do it either. Women do it all the time with handbags too. Well, like, my friends are just receiving. They're not trading anything. <laughs> well, your friends especially, but it would be really good to do. And yeah. I'm going to make sure I'm there for that. Because they're all like the same size. Except for Molly Anderson, she's the most generous woman no, in the whole sure entire Mal world. No, make sure is there, please. Half your closet is Molly Anderson. Molly, you better be there. Half of my closet are hand-me-downs Mal, you have a lot to get rid of. I'll be there. I know, Isabel. Shout out to too. Mal. Um, no, but that that that's great I advice. I think that'd be fun. I'll, I'll come to the party, too, just to No, come. I just think, you know, get purging. Like, it's just get rid of all the old stuff that you just have. St- I mean, of course, there's going to be things in there that will come back and that are retro and vintage and classic yeah, pieces. Yeah, classic pieces you should always hold on to. But there's trends that just will never come back and that you're never gonna, you're never going to wear the piece. There's no point. Another thing I like to do, and Isabel's helped me a lot with this in getting organized at home, is if I have a free day you know, or some downtime on the weekend, I can actually go into my closet and start merchandising things and hanging up outfits so that when I have that meeting or I'm really rushed or I know I have to go to school and I need something a little bit more conservative or I'm planning a date night, I know I have a series of events coming up, I can actually hang up those outfits and, and and put them together in a full look when I'm not stressed or not rushed 
refreshed or in a certain mood. Cause I think what we wear really dictates yeah. our mood for the day. Right. And honestly, sometimes it's nice if you have the room to get one of those rolling racks mm-hmm. and just put it in either your bedroom or your closet. If you have the space. That's um, not cute. Yeah. Well, I just to organize that. too and to like put out, Oh, this week I have so much going on. So then you can put it all in one area. Oh, I bought this and I haven't worn it. Yeah. I'm going to revisit it or I'm going to mix it up. But also for packing, you guys, I use my rolling racks all the for time yeah. just sure. to get organized. Yeah. And I'm usually packing daily just for like to go and do the gazillion things that I have to do in a day. But I, but I think that, that it's kind of fun, you know, to get tear sheets and get inspired by what's happening in fashion, get inspired on Instagram. Look at yeah, magazines. I think the Instagram thing too, like that new little button that they added where you could literally save an image. It's like the yeah, little tag right. on the right like hand side. I think yeah. that's incredible because that's always great to go back and look through for inspiration because it's just mm-hmm. a touch. You know, you don't have to put it in your screenshot and then scroll through yeah, all of your mm-hmm. photos. Yes. I want to let everybody in. Also, Isabel wasn't with us on this gig, but I hosted Miss America for many years and I brought Chris with me and it's a live, it live show. It was, it's, it's a, it, it can be a terrifying experience. I happen to love live television and the spontaneity of it. And I, in a weird sort of way, I don't even mind when things go wrong because I think that's the realness of, of yeah. live television. But from a style standpoint, honestly, it is so crazy and so stressful. And we were trying to do three wardrobe changes during a live show, which means when I walk off stage and toss everybody to a commercial break and you guys are running to the bathroom or getting popcorn or whatever it is you do during a commercial break, I'm taking off a gown, diamonds, running, one shoe on, one shoe off. Chris is already in place. Curling iron and styling utensils are heated up. I'm throwing bobby pins out. Yeah, you're not just taking the bobby pins out. You're throwing them. Running, throwing, you can. <laughs> taking out clippings. We already have a plan of what the next look is. There's somebody in there to help me get dressed to make sure, you know, you're praying that a zipper doesn't pop. Like on live television, there's no room for error. There's no wiggle room. And it, it would be like getting ready for one of the most important meetings or dates of your life in three minutes. And you then composing yourself with a full breath of air and walking about back out there to say, welcome back, everyone. Well, that's where you're like the badass about when it. When the beat of but. sweat is like dripping <laughs> yeah. down my back, not my face. Thank you. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a joint effort. And I, I just wanted to like give people think, a picture of what I that's like. I think so that, um, you know, I remember when you first booked me on that and I was like, oh, I don't know, live TV, this is kind of crazy. You were like, no, 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 I love it. I love it. I love it. Which totally made my energy like more chill about mm-hmm. it and like more amped on the excitement. But if you remember, we had a meeting in our hotel room the night before where we kind of did like- Timed it out. Hey, let's time it and let's just see. Yeah. Cause we had eight minutes, I think. Mm-hmm. And mind between. you, it was only Chris and I. So the stylist and the makeup artist weren't there at the time. Yeah. So you also have to imagine Chris is making this hair change in less than three minutes by the time I get to him. But I also have to get out of my gown and into another gown. And make and, sure it's perfect. And I'm changing my makeup, which might just be a different- color of lipstick and a deeper eye or something. But still, you're Whatever doing you can that. do in three minutes. Crazy. It's just, it was just so I insane. I love it. I loved it. But I think literally like running through it first was awesome. It's all good times when you do it with people that you love, right? Was, we had okay. fun. We, we had were still we were laughing we the whole so time. Much fun. We, we were like, fun. oh cute. Throw a bobby pin. Like yeah. throw some glitter on it. Let's go. But that's <laughs> the most important thing. So I think when people even approach fashion, enjoy 
what you're doing and have some fun and take some chances. And if it doesn't work out, don't repeat it, but give yourself some freedom to, you know, enjoy. I, I love being a woman. I love playing dress up for me. It's so much fun. Yeah. You know, and hold We've on done to a the few looks that were like, uh, okay, yeah, maybe well, not again. To everyone like what? Do we have some really bad ones? My pineapple dress. The that pineapple was dress. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys, I pulled this pineapple dress from the showroom that I thought was so cute. It was like mm-mm. the 60s kind of a silhouette and it was short and sleeveless and really cool. And had pine- like pineapples are good luck. They told me pineapples were trending at the time. I swear, Isabel. Oh. It wasn't just that the dress was bad. The whole pineapple setup was bad. The lighting was bad. It was, the hair was just, it was all terrible. The black hair. It was short. It was just terrible. Terrible. Anyway. That's okay. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. on. Everything's been great so far. Yeah, right? no, there haven't been any that I've been I think like, we have like a really solid team right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we're all working together, even like with I'm this I'm knocking event. on wood. <laughs> yeah. <it's> a, <laughs> even with this event that we have on Wednesday, like it's, you know, you and Isabel chose the dress and then I feel like... I really can't decide on hair or what the makeup's going to be like until I see what you're going to actually wear. Mm -hmm. Because what if your hair has to be up if it has a high neckline, you know? Well, I think it's important that it's a a total package. So when you have something special that you're planning, whether it's a bar mitzvah or a wedding or a graduation or a date or whatever it is where you feel like you really need a head-to-toe polished look, everything has to flow from the hairstyle to the makeup to the tones of your wardrobe all the way down to your shoes, even to your nail polish. I mean, and it really is a total package. And it's kind of fun to look at it that way as mm-hmm. you're sort of like building, you're building a look. It's a right? project mm-hmm. and we're all doing it together. And I think that's where like Glamly once again comes into play because we're all so close. Mm-hmm. And we're constantly text messaging like, hey, do we like this dress? Like, what about this hairstyle? Oh my God, that's kind of crazy. Let's do something like this, mm-hmm. like, you know? And I also, lastly want to say that honesty is so important because you know I can send them some pictures that I love and they will straight up tell me oh hell no (laughs) so don't ever be that friend that's like like, oh yeah that looks really good on you (laughs) yeah you have to be honest that's why she hires us honesty trumps all but wait a minute we all know that Hollywood stylists are not always honest because there no, are some people out there not. rolling around doing some things that they should yeah. not be doing. <clears throat> Spray well, tan. I also, just to give them credit, I will say that some of those people I'm sure oh have clients who are so stuck in their ways totally. and that they won't Sorry. change. I know. Whereas like you, you're so willing to just trust us and our judgment and you're willing to try new things all the time. I love fashion. So I, I, I want to change and mix it up and grow yeah. and try new things, you know. Thank you so much, you guys. And everybody out there listening too, send us some questions from time to time because we'll be chiming in on all things beauty and we'd love to hear from you. Yes. Thanks for having us. We love so you. So fun. Love all it. Right, let's go get ready. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my hair. I'm so happy that you guys got to meet the glam squad, my glamily. They are so crazy and God, it pisses me off how good Chris's hair looks. If you haven't been on my social media lately, get onto my Instagram so you can actually see what they look like. I just love these guys and I hope you got some valuable takeaways. So I couldn't possibly do what I do in television without the help of one more very valuable member of my glamily. I've been working with Marilyn Lee for, oh my gosh, I, I almost two decades. I'll never admit that again, but it's been that long. And she's such a big part of what I do. I think that every woman just has an intimate relationship with makeup. I mean, who doesn't love to play dress up a little bit, but there's so much that we can learn from a pro 
And Marilyn is one of the best, and she has taught me a lot, and now she's going to share it with you. Here's my interview with my makeup artist, Marilyn Lee. Marilyn, thanks for joining us. You and I have been through so much together, more than I would ever want anyone to know. But I'm so excited for everybody to get an opportunity to hear your perspective on what really goes on behind the scenes and what it really takes to get me and many other people that, uh, you know, in Hollywood, red carpet ready. I think it's a fascinating process and people have no idea what really goes on. Uh I mean, think about how many mornings we've started at 4 a.m., 5 Uh a.m., 6 a.m. You even know what I've done the night before when I walk in based on the bags under my (laughs) eyes. (laughs) That's true. I was just thinking before you got here, how many years we've actually worked together. In my mind, we don't feel that old, Marilyn. It feels like a decade, but I think it's been 17 years. Right, yeah. yeah. I just had Naraya. Right. Uh-huh. When we met in the news department at E! Entertainment Television. And that's going way back in both of our careers. Yeah, I remember you were, I think you were hosting a show, uh, Coming Attractions. Oh my gosh. Do you gosh. remember that? Yeah, where I was breaking <laughs> down all of the hot, hip new movies. I did so many things over there that Marilyn and I would cross pathways. And when I was lucky to get into the news department and step into her makeup chair, I knew that she was special and super talented. And since then, I think we've both come a long way. <laughs> yeah, Marilyn. yeah. Marilyn was the head makeup artist on American Idol. She's been a personal makeup artist over there. We spent eight seasons together on mm-hmm. Dancing with the Stars in the Ballroom, which I think were some of our most challenging gigs. Yeah, and fun. Most fun. fun. Yeah. Fun because we had to come up with these really elaborate, way over the top, ballroom appropriate mm-hmm. makeup that was also appropriate for that kind of funky lighting that they have. Right, right. If you right. saw us in person, it was nothing like what translated to television, right. which is a whole nother side of what you do, Marilyn. Yeah real life versus print versus TV makeup. I think if most people saw me in person when I was camera ready, it's pretty shocking. Right, right. But one of the things that I love best about what you do, and I I think you're so talented, really, really my favorite makeup artist ever. I, I, I book Marilyn whenever I can get her. But I think that as much makeup as I wear on television, it looks pretty good in person when you do it. Mm. And night and day well, for some you. other. No, it's 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 a gift because right now you know we've got the very popular Kardashian mask overly contoured and it's kind of like yeah. recreating the bone right. structure of the face, but it looks damn good on television. Right, right. You know, and you've seen makeup styles and trends change over the decades. You know, yearly, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What drives me crazy is then when people wear that makeup in real life, mm. and it's you're not walking around with that lighting, mm-hmm. you know, the television lighting is, um, you know, it's made to, you know, kind of wash you out and smooth you out and, and there's uh, filters and all that. And, and to wear that in real life is, um, it's too much. I agree. I mean, I kind of feel like people are starting to look more like each other and less like themselves. I mean, I have teenage yeah. girls, you know, mm-hmm. Naraya and Sierra, and they're learning these tips and tricks on YouTube. Even my youngest daughter is fascinated by it, but mm-hmm. I, I always let Rain play dress up. I don't let her go out in public like that. But I say to them, you're so young and you're so beautiful and you have this perfect skin. So why are you wearing concealer and why are you contouring mm-hmm. your face? And why can't you just be you? So I, I want to ask you, Marilyn, for women who are listening, who don't have access 
to what we have access to in mm-hmm. Hollywood and, and may actually never get their makeup done professionally outside of going to a department store, which also is kind of cool. How does a woman know what to do with herself to accentuate her own beauty or what features to pop or, you know, what, what are like some of the do's and don'ts? Well, let me think about that. Um, I guess for real life, they always say less is more. I agree with that. There's nothing worse than base face, overly powdered look. Right. right? And, um, and a lot of men don't like to see women wear a lot of makeup. You know, they like a natural girl and, um, sometimes just curling your lashes, a little mascara, um, you know, that's all you need. Somebody who's going for that natural look but maybe doesn't have great skin mm-hmm. or doesn't feel like she can just roll out of bed and, and walk outside and feel beautiful. Because sometimes you and I do a natural look. And by the way, everyone, it takes over an hour. Like I can get into the glam room and to hair and makeup, not including styling. And we can go on for two hours, mm-hmm. right, Marilyn? So we know that there's an art to it, but how does somebody sort of achieve that? I like a really glowy, healthy looking skin as well, but not everybody has that um, that look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like important. if a woman had five to 10 minutes in the morning, um, what's she going to do? Yeah. Right. Um, probably if you have, if your skin's a problem, you'd have to do like a little BB cream or tinted moisturizer. What's a BB cream? Cause I hear a lot about, about this product. Um, a BB cream is sort of, um, it's like your base, moisturizer, sunscreen, all in one. Oh, nice. So, so that saves about 10 so minutes right there. So that saves a bit. Yeah. And, and can they get BB cream made by many different manufacturers? Oh yeah, everybody has Okay, because I keep hearing that term. You okay, can cool. get it in the drugstore. And now there's a thing called CC cream, which is basically the same thing, but it's supposed to be more of a color correcting um, kind, kind of, of an all-in-one thing? Yeah, okay. yeah. So it's supposed to cut down, like you, you don't need to apply extra sunscreen or extra moisturizer if you use it. That's the idea. So I would do the same thing. If I had five minutes, which is often usually Mm -hmm. all the time I have when I'm getting the kids ready for school, I usually don't wear any makeup because it's such a nice contrast from the Mm make-believe world of television. But I would curl my eyelashes Mm -hmm. and I would throw on some lip gloss or some lip moisturizer. And I would... um, you know, never go without moisturizer or sunscreen. And I kind of like that dewy look, but I might put a little shimmer on my cheekbone or just a little bronzer because mm-hmm. I can never, ever, ever get sun and my body is always tan, but because of my melasma. Right, right. So melasma, big word, horrible word, worse of a problem, is what happens in the skin when you get dark spots. Um, the sun is kind of the demon, so the sun will always make it worse, but it's not necessarily because of that. It happens to women from using birth control. It happens to women during their um, reproductive years. Mm-hmm. And even if you haven't had a child, it's hormonal. And it sort of looks like a black mask. Women get it on their on their mustache. They get it on their cheekbones, under their eyes. Sadly, I had it all over my face, if you remember, Marilyn, mm-hmm. after I gave birth to Shia. And I struggled with it a little bit um, just going through you know, my childbearing years. And it's really hard to correct and impossible to get rid mm-hmm. of. And you kind of need to roll through it. And there's a lot of products out there, a lot of scams, a lot of very expensive lasers that I feel make it worse and actually yeah. push the color down, but never worked for me, right, Marilyn? Yeah. And I've been doing a little more research on it lately because um, I've had a couple women ask me about it. And um, it's different from the pigmentation you get from the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, and lasers make it worse. Mm-hmm. So don't start that. They're very expensive and, and no one's yeah. going to tell you that they make it worse because a lot of people that are 
doing these procedures mm-hmm. might not exactly be as knowledgeable as we would like to think. So I do think you have to do research and, and, and ask a lot of questions. And Marilyn and I, I mean, Marilyn has seen my skin peeling. She's seen my skin thin. She's seen it dark. I've been that really challenging person. You'll never know it by the time we get to the television set or to the red carpet because it's it's sort of an illusion and and there is an art to what Marilyn or any professional makeup artist does. And it's it was a really kind of dark time for me. I mean, I didn't even go to the grocery store without wearing cover up. Mm -hmm. And I would see sort of paparazzi pictures and other pictures that would show up. And I literally had like black spots on my face. It was, it was a tough time. There's an amazing doctor. Her name is Dr. Pearl Grimes and she owns the, owns and runs the Vitiligo Institute in Los Angeles. And she's really the only doctor that I found that was able to put together a much less expensive at home program for me to Mm -hmm. kind of balance and manage it. But a lot of women are dealing with this and I get questions all the time I get emails, I get um, people reach out to me on social media. So you, you really do need to find the right professional mm-hmm. and do something that you can do at home so the downtime is less and stay out of the sun and give yourself a break and learn how to correct it because sometimes you can't make mm-hmm. it go away. So Marilyn, do you remember the time we were on a very important commercial set? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was Sheer Cover. And I showed up and I was so stressed about my skin that I went and did this very aggressive treatment the week before. And I literally, from my melasma treatments, I had skin just peeling off of my face. And I remember the look on your face, which you've never done to me before. And I I don't know if you were worried about your job or my job, but you were like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do with this? Yeah. I remember your skin was starting to um, fall off, peel off in the middle of the, like it's a beauty shoot too. It wasn't sheer cover. It was something else. I think it was something else that never made air. Oh, it was a lash. It was the lash thing. Yeah. You're right. And um, Ah. I would go in between and like push your skin back on your face. It was literally, it was such a challenge. And I remember I was so sensitive to the melasma, but I was also so compassionate when I began to realize how many women are suffering from this, that I did an episode on the doctors and Mm -hmm. I did a reveal. So here I am all glam and I have this beautiful makeup on and my skin looks perfect. And it's such a illusion, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. so faking it. And I wiped off my makeup on set, Mm -hmm. um, in front of everyone watching across yeah. the country. And I got a lot of piece of positive feedback mm-hmm. from that, but I also got a lot of feedback from people like, I can't believe you did that. And I was like, I don't really care. Yeah. If I have a solution or I know what it's like, or I have a condition, it's the same thing with my thyroid mm-hmm. cancer and I can share it with people. I'm all about that. And, right. and, you know, even today, let's reveal some of the tips and tricks and some of the ways that we fake it because, you know, contrary to what Beyonce sings about, nobody woke up like this. Yeah. I mean, really, Marilyn, it, and I'm always posting pictures of the eye patches and the little things we do to take the swelling and the puffiness out of our eyes. But what, what, do, you, what do you think, Marilyn? You get people who show up in your makeup chair looking like a hot mess. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> a lot of people in this business are a transformation. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And how so? Um, yeah, it's like they come in and they, you know, they look nothing like they do when they're all done. Mm-hmm. And it takes an hour of makeup and then an hour of hair. And um, yeah, yeah. We definitely sometimes it's like we're. We've got magic wands and mm-hmm. we're working miracles, but... And thank God for good lighting. I mean, Marilyn and, used to use this airbrushing machine. Do you still use that? No. Back in the day where she literally used to spray, yeah. spray <laughs> like a car wash, layers of foundation yeah. on my skin and then the contouring and the highlighting and just, 
It's it's really fascinating. And then there's lighting. Can we talk about that? The for lighting a bit? is the number one most important thing. Even at home in someone's friend. bathroom, right? Oh yeah, yeah. With the lighting to put to, when you're applying your makeup, yeah, definitely. Um, in your, if you have inadequate light in your bathroom, go sit by the window because the daylight is the best. Um, and then the lighting in the studio is can make or break you. Has anybody ever seen themselves, every, anyone who's listening, in a proper makeup mirror with the big bright light bulbs and your skin looks great with or without makeup? If you're at home in your bathroom and you're seeing yourself every mm-hmm. single day with crappy lighting, first of all, tell yourself that that's not really what you look like because I promise it's not the way the rest of the world is seeing you. So stop that nonsense right now. But if you're seeing yourself like that every single day, that is not a good feeling. And Marilyn is so right. Go step into some natural light, move your vanity, get a better lighting system. Um, There's so many different things you can do, but lighting is everything. It's the same thing like going into a department store mirror and looking at yourself and something and going, holy moly, do I really look like that? Yeah, when you're in a department store buying makeup, you... um don't trust their lighting because it's 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 usually like fluorescent lighting. It's mm-hmm. not great. Um, step outside. Ask them if you can like take um, you know the samples of the colors outside because uh, that's a better way to see that if it's a true match. That's a great that's a great tip. And you also have this really cool light. You know, sometimes Marilyn and I are doing makeup in some dingy, dark, oh, borderline yeah. <laughs> closet wannabe makeup room. Yeah. You can't imagine the It's not sex, always glamorous. To say the least. And you can't imagine the situations that we find ourselves in, but you actually bought a light, right? That's yeah. a light. I invested in a, a light, a portable light system that um, gives me good light, good adequate lighting for Makeup. Does it have a stand or is that the one that you it clip comes, on the mirror? It has it comes with a stand and a clip and a suction cup that attaches to a mirror. It has the it has all of that. So if someone was in their crappy lit bathroom, yeah. could they pop that on and suction yeah, cup that on? Yeah, they could. The it's it's an expensive setup How much? though. It's it's like for one light, it's like three hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. And it's called the makeup light. The makeup light. So if you can afford it, get that. And if you can't, step into some natural light for sure. Um, how about, so eye patches, I want to talk about that a little oh, bit because yeah. I know I always post these really goofy pictures, but I do it because I want people to know that these things are a lifesaver and they will never let anybody know how truly tired you are. And there's a lot of products out there that I mm-hmm. think take some of the moisture out of the skin underneath your eyes, which make your eyes look better for a minute. And then they look really dry and crinkly, mm-hmm. but we use some eye patches and nobody's paying us to say this, you guys, and we just want to share some of the great products that we use, but angels are the ones that Marilyn uses, but they're super expensive they and they're are hard expensive, to find. They are expensive, yeah. There's another one though that I like in the packages. Do you remember the name of that? Is it the Skin Iceland? Yes. And okay. you can order those online, Skin Iceland. And they're little, literally you peel away this little eye patch, you stick it under your mm-hmm. eyes. It feels good. It's cooling. Um, and it kind of brings your bi- eyes back to life on a, on a really mm-hmm. tired, stressed morning. Yeah. A good thing to do is stick them in the refrigerator, you know, keep them in the refrigerator and then they're nice and cold. And then that'll take down some of your puffiness. Um, I've even put spoons, regular old kitchen spoons in the freezer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you want to be careful that they don't stick to your eyes, but you can take them out of the freezer and put them underneath your eye. And by the way, ice cold water on your face will do the same trick, truly. Cold tea bags, I've heard. Mm -hmm. Chamomile tea bags, yep. 
Um, and another nice thing about the eye patches is to, you know, we I put them on first before I do any of her makeup. I do Brooke's eye makeup and then the eye patches will catch mm-hmm. all that extra shadow that falls down so it doesn't get all over her face. And so that's a kind of a nice um, way to keep the work clean. This seems like a makeup 101 tip. And I got to tell you, a lot of makeup artists don't do this and it drives me crazy. Oh, yeah. Marilyn will do my eye makeup first. And I don't care how talented you are. It's messy. Yeah. And then she will clean up under my eyes, right? Sometimes yeah. we re-moisturize. Well, with the eye patches, the eye patches will catch yeah. them and then we kind of wipe away anymore with um, with Q-tips. I love these little, um, these Q-tips that are made for baby ears. They're like the fat Q-tips. Oh, a smaller tip and then a fatter no, little bulb. It's got, yeah, it's got like a fat bulb To protect the Q-tip from going yeah, into the baby's like, ears too like far. It's like such a great Q-tip. They should, you know, I, they're a little hard to find, but um, yeah, I like those and they... Um, cover a lot of surface area <laughs> to clean up under the eyes. But my point was that Marilyn does my eye makeup first and mm-hmm. completes it and then cleans up any bit of like spillage or dripping and then does my face and my base. So if you're at home, that's what that's what I do to myself. I do my eye makeup first, even my mascara first. Mm-hmm. Then I take a little moisturizer on my Q-tip. Mm-hmm. I completely clean up under my eye because if you have shadow or mascara or anything falling and dripping, that's when you start to look like you have dark circles. So I do the eyes first, I clean it up, then I do my face. Mm-hmm. Some makeup artists don't do that. It drives me yeah. crazy. Yeah. And then you're chasing all that shadow that yeah. is like just ruined all your foundation that you just did. Yeah, totally. Let me ask you this. If you had a, um, which I know you do, and now I do too, a little, a little makeup bag in your purse or mm-hmm. in your, you know, in your, in your bag in the car, what's in it, which would, which is just a quick touch up kit. It's kind of like an emergency beauty kit for women. Um, I have, uh, like dual finish powder, which is like powder foundation. Okay. Cause that's, that'll give you, you know, uh, a little bit of coverage and a little bit of de-shining. Okay. Um, oh, and de-shining just real quick. Cause I love yeah, that glowy just look. Just really quick. But the yeah. shiny forehead oh. and the greasy looking face, not a good look. Yeah. Yeah. Too much. There's too much of a good thing, right? Yeah. Um, that glow should be strategically, you know, on your face, not all over. <laughs> and where strategically on your face? Uh, like the top, like if you think about where the sun would normally hit your face, that's that's what you, where the light, a candlelight would hit. Like cheekbones? Cheek, tops of, tops of the cheekbones, uh, maybe like down the bridge of your nose, a little on the tip of your nose. And a lot of women like to put a little highlight at the tip of, uh, what do you call it? The Cupid's, the Cupid's bow, bow, on, Cupid's your bow lips. on your lips. Yeah. I like that too, which kind of yeah. makes them look, look a little, a little fuller. fuller yeah. And I love that JLo glow mm-hmm. that everybody's trying yeah. to get, but that doesn't mean that your entire face should be shiny. Yeah. Take a look at yourself in a picture when you have a shiny face and you'll see what we're talking about. It shouldn't be forehead. Yeah. It shouldn't look greasy, look greasy, right? Yeah. Okay. Go back to your beauty bag. Sorry. <laughs> I, had to, I had to make oh. that important note. <laughs> oh, my beauty. Oh, I was like, where were we? Huh? Okay. So, um, mascara, eyelash curler, mascara. I don't Dual know. powder. Mascara. Um, uh, and a, like a, a little, a blush or like a lipstick that can double as blush. I actually like the lip balms that turn uh, a little pink. Mm-hmm. Like, a, do you have one that you like? I I like one by Dior. Um, it's a ball. It's a lip balm, and it's it looks, you know, just clear in the but tube. It has a but touch you put of it color. on, and then it like 
turns into a, a nice color. And I always have a lip balm in my bag too, because I like to moisturize my lips. Your lips should always look moist and supple. I think that's so pretty. Yeah. And you always give me those, um, I don't know what they're called, those shine papers to yeah. absorb the oil. There's blot papers. And now they, papers. they have, um, uh, and I love them. They're, they're these papers that have blush on them. Um, and they're so they're like, so you don't have to carry around, you know, a, a, a blush whatever, compact. A blush, yeah, compact. Can you get them at the drugstore? No. But you there's, can get them at the beauty company store. That, there's this company called My Couture that makes these really great blush papers. That So you just rub it on? You just rub it on. And so they're, you take a couple sheets out and just throw it in your bag. You could probably use it a few times. My daughter, Rain, just she's obsessed with discovering these hacks. So she's always looking on YouTube for beauty hacks. Oh, yeah? But the little blot papers, yeah. it's a very similar material. Oh, <laughs> wait for it. Yeah. To the toilet seat oh, covers yeah, 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 yeah. in public bathrooms. Right, right. So you can actually take that toilet seat cover and you're not wiping, you're gently blotting the, the mm-hmm. skin around your nose and your forehead and it absorbs all the oil without smudging your yeah, makeup. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, let's talk a little bit about where we can save money when okay. it comes to beauty products yeah. and where we have to spend money. And if you guys were to see the amount of stuff that Marilyn walks in with. She's I, got a rolly bag full, makeup, a professional makeup kit box full. And, you know, we love to collect so many products yeah. and too many products. And by the way, people, you've got to throw your beauty products away after a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. Isn't that true, Marilyn? Yeah. They do not have a long lifespan. No. So buy what you're using. Like, wouldn't you say a couple of years? I mean, you've got to check it, but Beauty products don't always. Yeah, mascara, you're supposed to throw out after two months. Um, and I know none of us do that. Uh, and foundations, I think, have a shelf life of two to three years. Hmm. And so anything that is like a liquid or like lipstick, moist, you need to throw out after, you know, Two to three years, I think. It's a serious bacteria collector and even yeah. brushes. Like Marilyn, because she's a professional, you clean your brushes every single time you use them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't clean my brushes that much at home because it's a huge hassle. My daughters never clean their brushes, but also really gross. Like they have to be cleaned, especially if you're using a liquid foundation. Right, right. You know, um, people ask me all the time, like, what can I use to clean my brushes? Um, shampoo. Mm-hmm. Just shampoo them, or um, if you're using like foundations and it's that greasy stuff, you could use a little bit of dish soap, and okay. that works fine. That's good. To and know. I even like that Dr. Bronner's um, liquid soap. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, like the lavender one is anti antibacterial, and you know, so a good shampoo, like you know, even like baby shampoo. Sure. Great idea because we have to clean that stuff. It's going in our eyes. It's going on our face. You Mm -hmm. don't want to have, you know. And it it can make you break out. Absolutely. Yeah. Sharing makeup, sharing brushes also probably not a great idea. Yeah. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. So there's a mascara that I've been using since I was Mm -hmm. probably 12 years old. It's my all-time favorite. (laughs) It's really inexpensive. You can get it at the drugstore. It's Lash Out by L'Oreal. It's my absolute favorite. And I've tried all the high-end products. Mm -hmm. So for me, I can skimp a little bit on mascara when you find a product that you love, Mm -hmm. but then I'll pay top dollar for some other things. Are are there any products that you think are money savers and and where do people really need to step up and invest? 
Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, definitely mascara because you got to change it out every couple months anyway. So then it gets, it clumpy gets and too yucky expensive. And dries out. Yeah. Um, lip balm. They, you know, the one of the best lip balms is just plain old black chapstick. Ah, why black? I don't know. Just something about that formula. Okay. Good yeah, because it doesn't get all like waxy. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Um, uh, maybe, you know, you don't have to spend a lot on like eyebrow pencils, mm-hmm. you know, that's cause that's just your, that's your eyebrows, you know? Um, what about face misters? You know, there's a lot of great products out there to refresh in your face and help moisturize your mm-hmm. skin, really expensive products. And then there's a good old fashioned Evian bottle. Yeah. Evian's just expensive though. Evian is kind of expensive. It's like, um, like eight bucks for mm. a little can of water. Yeah, I guess that is kind of silly. <laughs> Scratch that. See, that's why we have Marilyn Lee here, everybody. <laughs> but we love our Evian. <laughs> don't fall for the scam. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> any do's and don'ts that you can think of? Are any like little peeves or things that bug you when you see a woman's beauty attempt? Um, overpowdering. Don't overpowder because that powder just will settle in your life. Don't think you have to powder if you you know, if you if your makeup looks fine and isn't, you know, because as you get older, your skin's drier and you probably don't need to powder that much. Just a little on the T-zone. I and, really don't use much powder. Yeah. And I'm not a sweater. Yeah. Um, and I would rather blot with the papers that we just discussed to take some of the oil out right. if it's one of those days. Yeah. But I don't really like the look of heavy powder. Yeah. You don't want to powder like under your eyes. Because that's just going to settle in the lines. You just want to do it on your T-zone. Okay. And then um, what else do I hate? I hate when the eyebrows are like a, like the, the tadpole eyebrow shape. Mm. Eyebrows are so important. They really frame your face. Yeah. They can make your, you know, really change the way your face looks. How do you like this thick, bushy eyebrow that's really trending right now? Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's youthful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how does somebody figure out the right shape of their brow for their face? Maybe, um, well, I would say go see a professional, but there's lots of tutorials online. Mm -hmm. There's a classic eyebrow shape that is, you know, you could probably go online and find, uh, you know, where the guidelines are Mm -hmm. according to like, you know, the the line of your nose to the inside of your eye and then the outside of your iris to the outside of your nose. I don't know. Because the shape there's is a whole super thing. important. Yeah, it is important. How do you feel about tattooing and a lot of things that women are doing? Oh, okay. So so here's the thing. Um, there's a new technique called microblading that women are doing to fill in their eyebrows. I think it's great. I've seen some beautiful results. Um, I need. I have yet to see it in person. So I don't know how, you know... I know that it looks darker at first, like like sort of really extremely dark, and then it fades into. What but it's I think you to have be. to keep in mind if you're someone who's going to follow the trends with eyebrows, um, maybe you don't want to get too involved with that because if you want to be, you know, lighten your eyebrows at sometimes you're kind of you're going to be kind of stuck with and it for a while. And you can't change the shape when you you're can't, stuck with yes, it. Yes, you're, you can't change the shape. I think for it lasts three about years. a year. Oh, is it three years? I think it's three years. Because it can be kind of expensive, mm. like I think eight hundred dollars yeah, for that's what some five hundred to eight hundred dollars is what I've heard, 
and it's a, you know, three-year investment. Yeah, yeah. And you're stuck with that shape. I'd rather pencil them in and draw them on. Yeah. But I actually was thinking about getting it because I'm, I think I'm at the point in my life where I'm not going to be changing the shape. <laughs> Change bullshit. Yes, you are. You're a makeup artist. Of course you are. Marilyn has my all the best stuff. aren't growing in anymore. What about these lash extensions? Because I, I, I see a lot of them. Oh, okay. I think they're glamorous and fabulous and they look beautiful. And I love seeing my girlfriend show up to even workout class with these like glamorous eyelashes. At first I was like, whoa, did you not take your lashes off last night? I happen to love yeah. that look. But then I see a lot of women after they get them removed and their eyelashes are yeah. trashed. They're good for a while. Um, I did them for a minute and I couldn't stand it. Why? Because you can't like rub your eye and you um, have to go every two weeks to get them filled in. Holy because cow, they who start has time to, for that? They start to fall out and then you have like, you know, then you have... I don't want to, it's a, it's, we call it a hole in your eyebrow, but eyelash, but it's not really a hole. It's just a, a space, a, a space. empty space. Yeah. And so, um, you've got to constantly stay on top of the maintenance of that. There's just and always something, isn't there? There's yeah. all these, there's all these ways to fake it and so yeah. many procedures and so many expensive ones. And, and I don't mean to be like a Debbie Downer and do this expose on everything that's out there right now. Cause I think they're gorgeous. Yeah. But I think I'd rather glue on some individuals yeah. and have a full, nice lash when I want to be more glamorous. And by the way, I kind of like waking up with a naked eye and, and being yeah. a little bit natural sometimes too. So I don't know. I guess it depends on how everybody sees themselves. And I've just seen a lot of damage from, from those. Right. Do you remember the time that I... And I'm an experimenter too, so I, I have to like keep it real here. But do you remember the time that I... Got my eyelashes oh, permanently yeah. curled. I think I just told someone this story oh my once. Gosh. Um, yeah, you went and got a, a eye. You had your assistant like find some, find me somewhere to get my eyelashes permed. And, and the reason I permed place- them is because Marilyn and I like you know Mar- I have kind of like an Asian shape eyelash. My eyelash is straight, yeah. So I have to curl my eyelashes, and they don't always hold a curl. So right. I thought, let me just permanently curl them. Yeah. So he found some place in Koreatown. And I sent a guy, by the way, to do my research. I sent Bill, remember? <laughs> yeah. And then you come back and like half your eyelashes are like bent in like a 90 degree angle. They almost looked like like crimp, like burnt, like frizzed. Like a, a, they were so effed up that I couldn't yeah. even wear mascara that for a while a because I didn't want to draw idea. any more attention to them. Half of them were going one way, half of them were going the other direction. It was just a disaster. Yeah. So you got to be careful. <laughs> you got to, yeah, do your research. <laughs> do your research before you do that. Because I've heard there's some good places. That's crazy. Yeah. Marilyn and I have been through a lot. I mean, do you remember when I first booked the gig in the ballroom at Dancing with the Stars, which was so exciting. Yeah. So awesome for me to be able to play dress up and to like leave my house and carpool my kids and show up in my sweats and like to have this princess-like transformation right. that was such a fantasy. But we had the real challenge of figuring out how to create looks. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of women go through this, whether they're going to a bar mitzvah or getting ready for a wedding or going to a graduation or they've got that black tie event or they just want to, you know, jazz it up a little bit. It's date night. We had to put together head to toe looks and it was a real collaboration between stylists, hair and makeup. And we kind of transformed the dressing room. Do you mm-hmm. remember what we used to do on the wall? Um, oh yeah, yeah. We would have our inspiration tear, magazine tear outs. Um, yeah, lots of inspiration around. Yeah, and I think that's a great 
idea for mm-hmm. people. See what you respond to. Everything's digital nowadays, so it's hard to have a visual, but we created a whole while where we would just rip out looks from magazines. Mm-hmm. And we did this sort of like montage of, and it was like really crudely placed on the wall, but it was actually really pretty artwork as well. And we would find looks and we, we would recreate them. And it's fun to do that at home sometimes. And, you know, it's nice to be able to look at a visual and realize what it's right for and then try to recreate that yourself. Mm-hmm. And we did that from wardrobe to hair and to makeup. And it really helped us brainstorm because we had to come up with different looks all the time, not to mention our Celebrity Apprentice Challenge. Oh, which was 5 a.m. <laughs> that was fun for five weeks. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun for you. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hell for me. It's true. <laughs> I know. I got to just do you and go. go. They got to get me ready and then send me a off. Two to hour the, day for to me. the Terminator. That was crazy, <laughs> crazy. But we we've done a little bit of everything. Um, and just real quick too, I one more pet peeve I want to bring yeah. up because I love I love to hear from you like what really bugs you. But one of the yeah. things that makes me crazy is when I see a woman. With fake eyelashes on, I love fake eyelashes. Seriously, like the drama of lashes, I love that. When they're falling off or they're not properly glued or like one of the corners is coming yeah, off. Yeah. So in that beauty bag, if we can go back to that, oh, yeah. make sure you have some lash glue in there. Yeah, yeah. If you're wearing false lashes. Because if you're out and about and your lash is coming off, you don't have any options. And it's happened to you. It's happened uh, to yeah, you too. Because I, I remember sending you off and then I, I looked at the red carpet photos and I zoomed in on your eye. I'm like, holy... And sometimes you don't even. Sometimes you don't even know it. That lash is popping off, and I can remember one time. Yeah, I was um, in Chicago doing the Oprah Winfrey show. Uh Such an honor for me to be able to do that show. And I get into the elevator. You weren't with me, no. And Paula Dean is in there, and she was like the queen of eyelashes. And she looks at me and she was like, "Honey, your eyelash is coming off. You better glue that now before you get on set." I was like. God, I love you. Thank you. Because a, mo- a woman, by the way, will never tell you when that's happening. Oh my God. But sure enough, thank God for Paula. I went back and had it glued on. So big no-no, ladies. Put that lash glue. If you're going to wear them, put yeah. that glue in your purse. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't think that I know how you started your career, Marilyn. You okay. were kind of, you had kind of already arrived and were established by the time we met at E. Um, I wouldn't say that. Um, I, uh, Let's see. I used to have a whole nother career before I was a makeup artist. I was a graphic designer. And then one day I had this epiphany that I I didn't like what I was doing. And um, I moved to Los Angeles and I went to makeup school. How long did that take? Honestly, it didn't take that long, like six months. Um, But I went through like this whole program where you, you know, do special effects and um, all that so then uh, the first job, I did a lot of like student films. I worked with a lot of like, uh, you know, cheesy photographers where you're getting paid like, you know. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Actually, they're freebies. We've yeah. done them all. <laughs> uh, and um, and then um, I got a call to come freelance at E. Ah. And um, I started there as a freelancer. And uh, one of the, the head makeup artists there. Um, her name was Constance. Um, she went on maternity I leave. Yeah. I think that's how I got into your makeup chair. Yeah. You were filling in for Constance. I was filling in yes. for her. Yeah. They liked me cause I, cause I'm, you know, so easygoing. So she recommended me to take over her job and I got along with, um, the, one of the main talent there, Jules Asner. Mm. So, uh, I got to work with her for a while until she left. And, um, yeah, that's how I, that's how I, 
that was my first, um, not that I hadn't been working before that, but the first steady job. Mm-hmm. And that was such a blessing because it was so rare to have that, you know, rather than be, a, you know, a freelancer where you're just kind of trying to scramble work here and there. And from there, I made a lot of connections and, um, you know, I got my hours to join the union. And so I got in the union and, um, and I got to work with you on Rockstar in Excess. That's right. That was a great, great ride. Then I, um, you know, was able to like, um, meet enough people where I was able to keep working. You, You know, your peers are the ones that like, uh, recommend you for other jobs. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, then I yeah. was lucky enough to be able to work with you in so many different situations and on steady gigs and, you know, different contracts that we had where we were just recreating very specific looks. You know, yeah. Rockstar was like a rock and roll party. That nobody was so knew fun. that. So fun. And nobody knew that it was happening at 6 a.m., by the way. <laughs> you yeah. See these oh rockers rolling in. <laughs> and it actually took hours to shoot like yeah. a one hour episode because there was a lot of like, uh, some some people were drunk from the night before and and <laughs> still like drinking, in still with drinking a, at ten in the morning. With a Chardonnay. And, and and their dialogue was just rambling on mm-hmm. and on and on. And so they had a lot to edit. You've seen a little bit of everything, Marilyn, I gotta tell you. But there isn't anybody, I think, that is besides my husband that shares my intimate space so closely. So it's, (laughs) it's such a valuable relationship. I mean, Marilyn has been with me through, you know, pregnancies to having babies in my arm, to breastfeeding, to having a child crawling up my makeup chair. And I mean, she has been through the stress, the drama, the live shows, the everything that goes on behind the scenes in my dressing room. And I even remember when Marilyn became a mother and Mm -hmm. we had been through so much and shared so many sweet family moments that I used to ask you to bring your baby (laughs) with us. And by the way, not a normal request, but Marilyn and I have done so much and we've worked together for, you know, almost two decades now that one of my most beautiful memories was sitting in my makeup chair with your son in my lap while you were doing my makeup. And I was like, finally, you're going to understand me. Yeah. So (laughs) yeah, I was a very paranoid mother with yeah. a, with a baby. Well, you know what? Like you have a baby and you think life changes so and the scary. career changes mm-hmm. and you don't, you don't get to keep doing what you do, but guess what? You get to keep doing yeah. what you do. It just takes a little bit more challenging mm-hmm. time management. And I think you've done more in your career. I'd say the same about me as a mother than before. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when you went on to head the department at American Idol, that was huge. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big gig for you. Yeah. I was so proud of you yeah. during that time, was, even though it meant I got less of you. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. I was that was definitely a blessing. How exciting um, was that? I mean, that was how fun. how difficult was it to figure out how to glam kids because another big issue is being age appropriate. And you know, these kids have access to everything and when you're becoming a pop star and you're on TV mm-hmm. and you're trying to figure out who you are and you're a yeah. young girl and you're already beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you know, you get that bug. How did you? F- and you did a really great job, by the way, of making these young girls look like beautiful young girls. Uh-huh. And I struggle with this with my own teenagers. But how do you figure that out? Yeah, you know what? It's it's a lot of collaboration. It's a lot of like collaboration with wardrobe and hair and and the contestant themselves. And and when I was doing it, um, they were really they want really wanted the contestants to be involved. That's and great. They got they had a lot of say into you know, what they wanted their image to be. And, um, 
yeah, it was it was a really neat experience, and you feel like you're a mom to these kids too. Sure. Because you know they're all they're all good kids, and, and they're all, all just, terrified. By the yeah, way, yeah. on these live reality competition shows, super scary. And oftentimes, I feel like the glam squad is your sort of lifeline to peace mm-hmm. in those moments. I mean, especially when I think about The Voice, American Idol, The X Factor, I think about the moments before they walk out on stage mm-hmm. and they can barely breathe and they have to pull yeah. it together and uh-huh. go sing. But also the way that they feel about themselves is so important. And we went through that in the ballroom on Dancing with the Stars before I was hosting, when I was competing, which made my hosting gig seem easy. Mm-hmm. And you weren't with me because I had to use the Dancing with the Stars um, glam family there and they're wonderful and talented and they fully understand the show. But it was like separation anxiety for me not being able to have Marilyn and, and you know, not having that calmness right. of what goes on in my life and in my career before I go on live television. And, you know, that show is the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah, I bet. And sometimes those looks were even scary, deliberately yeah, so. Yeah. The makeup department was, was fantastic, but way over the top makeup mm-hmm. where you look at yourself before you go on TV and you're like, oh my God, I look terrible. Yeah. I look dreadful, <laughs> but intentionally so because it works with the lighting. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. such an illusion, this business that we're in, isn't it? Yeah. Beauty, yeah. glam, makeup. I mean- It is. I sure. wish women would learn how to- celebrate more of what they have mm-hmm. and focus on their features that they really want to accentuate and, um, you know, let the beautiful parts of themselves sort mm-hmm. of just be. And I couldn't agree with you more when you said that less is more. Mm-hmm. I really agree with that. And there's times for high glamour and, you know, but not everybody's walking onto the set of an editorial shoot. Right. And I, I, um, I love beauty and I love glamour, but I wish that women would sort of celebrate their own natural beauty a little bit more. Yeah. 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 You know, it's like on, um, the voice now, uh, Alicia Keys is, you know, very clean faced. Mm-hmm. I find that so refreshing. I, I find, find it, it amazing. Surprising and a bit shocking and impossibly beautiful. Yeah. And I give her huge credit. I'm so glad you brought that up. She is the only woman mm-hmm. that I have ever seen do that. Yeah. And she's got courage. And by the way, I don't know. I was do you think she really has no makeup on? I think she's got a little something and but the lighting is and the lighting is great on that show. So the lighting helps out. Um, and by the way, she just saved herself about three hours of time. Exactly. <laughs> but I love and I'm that, sure she doesn't want to spend, I, she's a mom too. I just love that she has she the balls to get out there. She doesn't want to spend three hours in hair and makeup. She's beautiful mm-hmm. and confident. And not to say that anybody else isn't, because I love a good face of makeup, mm-hmm. but she is just, she is just like a woman's woman, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Love that. Great, great, great thing to talk about. Marilyn, thank you so much for joining us and oh, for yeah. all your tips and all your tricks. <laughs> and uh, if you could see us right now, we're clean faced and we've I got know. our hair in a bun and uh, we're just a hot mess <laughs> over here talking about all things beauty. But thank you, Marilyn. I, I love what you do and I'm, I'm so lucky to be in your makeup chair day after day. Yay, I'm, thank- I'm thankful for you too. Thank you. So there they are, my Glamly, and I hope you guys got some useful tips to use when you're making yourself look fabulous before you go out into the world. Just a little bit of Hollywood from my dressing room to yours. So if you want to connect with me or the show, and I hope you do, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Brooke Burke. 
Also, you can follow the show at Naked Mom Pod. And you can also email us at show at nakedmompodcast.com. I'd love to know what you think. I feel like we're in this conversation together now. So reach out and be sure to comment on my social media platforms as well. And I'll do my best to get back to you. So always welcome the feedback, the good, bad, and the ugly. (laughs) 